When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everyone, Jesse Jackson here, and I'm announcing a contest. Starting now through the end of February, all you have to do to win a copy of Nikki Germain's Springsteen at Liberty Hall is to go to iTunes and leave a review for the podcast. Hopefully a good one. I would love nothing but five stars in a three or four sentence review about why you love the podcast and why other people should listen to the podcast. Once you post it, send me a screenshot of your review. Email it to setlustingbruce at gmail.com and everyone who submits that a review, a screenshot of that review will be entered into a drawing to win Nikki's book. If you include your mailing address, I will send you a Set Lusting Bruce sticker as a way of saying thank you. So that's all it needs. Go iTunes, rate and review the show, make a screenshot, email it setlustingbruce at gmail.com, and who knows, you might be enjoying this wonderful book absolutely free and now let's get the show going when i was a teenager i, I knew i want to do this professionally and the, the first thing i was really enamored with was being an engineer recording mixing and producing okay and so all of that and it wasn't uh, until later that i felt uh, empowered that I wanted to create my own music and be in front, if you will, also do that. Yeah. And yeah, but it, it was just coming through me as a teenager. And I would record my friend's band in high school and do that kind of stuff. I just enjoyed it. everyone, and welcome to a new episode of Set Lusting Bruce, your podcast all about Bruce Springsteen, his music, and mostly his fans. I am your host, Jesse Jackson. We are getting off the Bruce train today, though I'm sure he will come up, as he often does. And we are talking music, the healing power of music, and with my friend Greg, who had me on his podcast and in a lovely gesture of camaraderie, has agreed to join me on mine. Greg, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much. Happy to be here. Yeah. Tell us about yourself. Sure. I'm a music producer and also a visual artist. 
and to play multiple instruments. I'm a songwriter and worked in the mainstream music industry for over 20 years. Started as a sound engineer and eventually became producer, songwriter, and also create music for uh, mental health and wellness and healing. And I found how to uh, do that through different musical tunings and binaural mixing techniques and to do that through ambient music and also to do that with any genre of music. So anything I produce now for myself or for other artists is in these tunings and with these binaural techniques with this type of wellness in mind. So we can have an art experience, but also give ourselves uh, a balancing experience through our body. Yeah, Greg, I'm really looking forward to diving into that a little bit more because I think subconsciously all of us have that song when you are blue that you play to either cheer you up or to double down on the sorrow, right? I remember when I was told, this was, gosh, I was young and I was madly in love with a girl and she had told me that, hey, I just don't feel that same way Hmm. about you that you feel about me. And I went home to my apartment and put on different drum by Linda Ronstadt, just on repeat. I'm not saying you ain't pretty, but I'm not saying I'm not ready for a boy who wants to love me like that. And I just over and over that song, just wallowing in the sorrow. So I want to, we're going to visit a little bit more about that. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So let's go to the beginning. Where did you grow up and what kind of music did your family listen to? Okay. Yeah. I grew up in New Jersey and close to Philadelphia and my family always was playing jazz. I remember WWJZ was the radio station. I don't think they ever turned that off. And it it was quite interesting when when I consider it in in hindsight, Mm -hmm. because that station was playing some really great music for some reason for me because it was framed in this smooth jazz kind of way which not so much a genre i particularly appreciate i appreciate a lot of genres but they were yeah. playing steely dan and other groups like that which i do really love so it was interesting to be exposed to that at a young age and then later appreciate it more some of the groups and music that would play on this station the, were your family big musicians, fans of music? Big fans of music, but not musicians. Okay. Yeah. And when did you know you wanted to make music? My mom says I asked her for piano lessons when I was two years old. Wow. <laughs> and then I played the saxophone for a, a short while. I was never really a good practicer. And they seem to really be really enamored with computers and very good with them. Mm-hmm. So when I was a teenager, I, I asked to have to acquire some different digital audio workstations, if you will, like Pro Tools and Logic, things like that that we can create music in. And I did, and I set myself up a little studio in the, in the basement of the house and some keyboards and some different things and just went at it would just study um, different types of songs and, and try to remake them. Failure pretty much every time. It was like, wow, 
back then. Yeah. I mean, this cake, my God. And I don't know, it just was something that was just, it was just coming through me. I was just so passionate about it. I really can't explain it. The are is there an instrument that you specifically felt a call for? I know you talked about piano lessons and saxophone. Yeah. Was there an instrument that spoke to you? I'd say always p- piano, keyboards, but a lot of instruments. And I have a lot, and, I, and now I play a lot. Like, like uh, Not all of them that great, but I get around enough to make sounds with them. I, I play guitar and bass fairly well. I sing. Okay clarinet flutes and and harmonicas so they started to expand i i really love so many types of instruments they all speak to me yeah did you talked about growing up near philly jersey so talk about your springsteen connections obviously you knew of him because it's in the water there correct yeah absolutely i never attended a show or, or anything that i can remember but he's an amazing songwriter and uh, I enjoy his music and I really respect maybe even more so his story of his fortitude, if you will, his tenacity to make that work for himself. Yeah. Uh, and I know it, it, it didn't come easy for him and yeah. he really worked. And, I, and so I, I can understand that story and I really respect that. So... Is there, are there favorite musicians that you have a special place in your heart? Yeah, absolutely. Sure, yeah. Definitely Radiohead, the guys at Radiohead, Tom York and Johnny Greenwood and and the rest of the guys. Brilliant. Anyone doing anything unique Mm -hmm. really speaks to me. But so many uh, amazing musicians in so many genres over the years. Uh, I could say Billy Joel, I could say Elton John, uh, Chicago, you know, uh, there's such a list. I can get into all the jazz cats, uh, Charlie sure. Parker and all that. There's just yeah. so, yeah. When you are, you know, going through, what was your pathway? What was your, of doing this professionally? Is that something you knew you wanted to do and you wanted to be not only in front of the mic, but behind the mic as well? Yeah. When I was a teenager, I, I knew I want to do this professionally. And the, the first thing I was really enamored with was being an engineer, recording, mixing, and producing. Okay. And so all of that. And it wasn't uh, until later that I felt... Uh, empowered that I wanted to create my own music and be in front, if you will, also do that. Yeah. And yeah, but it, it was just coming through me as a teenager. And I would record my friend's band in high school and do that kind of stuff. I just enjoyed it. So I'm curious, Greg, the idea of the technical part of music, can you explain why that was piqued your interest versus just writing and singing or performing? I don't know exactly, but I I do know that I do feel we're all destined for certain things. We all have the proclivity for, for certain creative outlets. And 
I will say my demeanor is, tends to lean towards a bit more like ADD and like action. And so clicking around the computer and having this immediate action is like extremely gratifying for me and practicing and and then taking this being like calm and a, and a slower approach to some things. I just, uh, I'm fidgety. That was probably part of it. Yeah. Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once, new quick charge function, three customizable sound styles, plus awareness mode, available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order plus free shipping. That's right. You'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Hey folks, Stefan Shirazi and Renee Richardson here from the Metallica Report. And we are proud members of the Pantheon podcast family, where the best of music and podcasts unite. We've got something pretty cool for you. We're giving away an exclusive Metallica merch package worth over $250. That's a whole lot of scary guys, skulls, M72, and other sought-after Metallica swag. And we've made it easy for you to win. Follow and share the Metallica Report, and you're in the game. Go to pantheonpodcast.com slash Metallica, enter your email, and hit that button to be entered to win. And just like that, you're eligible for our monthly exclusive Metallica merch package. And guess what, rockers? You can enter every month. So just do it. And while we love our global brothers and sisters, the lawyers won't let us ship outside the U.S. What was your first professional gig? First professional gig, uh, I was I was a I was an assistant at a studio in Philadelphia, and probably with the uh, someone that would be known would be some people from Rockefeller Records, hip hop music. Okay. There's an artist, artist named Freeway. It's a rapper, and I was just an assistant on those types of sessions. And then once I got out to Los Angeles, I started working for other producers, and probably the one of the if I can remember correctly, there was a lot of pieces to this, but probably the biggest one would probably be Snoop Dogg with, when I was around 22 years old. Wow, uh, that had to be pretty impressive, right? Yeah, that was fun. Yeah, yeah. It was just right place, right time. I was an assistant at the time, but uh, the producer that was working with him, um, he really liked me. So he started bringing me 
as his engineer to all the gigs. And uh, we did that for probably about four to five years, um, just doing a lot of Snoop and, and a lot many other artists that came that came through that. Do you have a favorite genre you like to work with? Or do all of them have different various things that are that bring joy to different things correct yeah uh, over the years it, it's all been enjoyable to work on hip-hop music pop jazz okay um, and all of that but i will say now I, I still enjoy producing from that objective perspective where i can see what this is i see what, what's coming through this artist and i can help support that i do still enjoy that but then even deeper is when i really love the music like I really want to play this later and that sound probably leans more into the electronic sort of psychedelic radiohead kind of world or it's going to lean more into bonobo kind of deep house world mm-hmm. uh, or maybe it's sakamoto like dreamy ambient orchestral kind of kind of thing going on so something like that so I, I still like a bit of both if you will did you've you've name dropped snoop you mentioned you've worked with a couple other people that are pretty high profile haven't you yes yes. brag a little bit tell me some stories (laughs) yeah so yeah most of that as an engineer early on patty labelle that was probably one of the most profound experiences working with Patty and just tell to, me how when she sings in front of you it's otherworldly it's, it feels it's like it's spiritual it feels like it's coming from another dimension which it might be and when you capture that as a recording and you play it back you cannot fully capture what that voice feels like in the room you can't fully get it on record. It sounds amazing on record, but there's something spiritual there. Wow. So that was profound. And uh, Amy Winehouse, I didn't even know who she was at the time. And she was very interesting, I will say, and very uh, brilliant. And I was an uh, engineer on some of those sessions. And, and then there was many other producers that I worked with, like Teddy Riley and... Uh, Scott Storch is like a pop and, and hip hop yeah. producer. These guys are genius. I, I really, I didn't realize till later that I was like learning the whole time from watching them, from being the engineer and, and doing my thing. And I was just always impressed with everyone's work ethic and the depth and the care that they put into the craft, no matter the, the genre that it was. People put in some really serious work and they have really serious study and, and know-how. So that's impressive. Greg, you talking about Patty. Like, yeah. we, we may do all we want, but there if we could capture that magic that's in that yeah. studio. And this is the reason why live music continues to be exciting and, and wonderful mm. for us. Right. So I always, I'm always curious when I get someone who's behind the console and talks about this, tell me your, how you different between producing and engineering. What, and I I know the, 
One of them is more mechanical, one more theory. But I'd love to hear your thoughts on how the two difference and how they use different, what skill sets are used for each of them. Sure, yeah. Yeah, so typically engineering is focused on the reporting process, mic placement, and which microphones and preamps and compressors and such chains of gear to use with okay. specific instruments. And then in that role, you are running the console, running the tape machine, or running the digital audio workstation and organizing the takes and, and keeping the show running, if you will, from the technical standpoint. From a producer side, typically it's more about performance, arrangement, maybe writing parts, maybe editing uh -huh. parts, and working with the artist to gather performance, whether it be instrumental performance or vocal performance. And right. then the overall picture of the song in terms of working with the engineer, if you're not mixing yourself, to capture that full picture of the sound. Is there one you enjoy more than the other? These days, they're all wrapped. They're fully wrapped together. Are and they? Yeah. And I like that. I don't want to just be an engineer anymore. I did that. I got, I was, I got bored. So it had to evolve. And me just being a producer, working with another engineer, I'm happy to do some of that, but I start to feel, I feel disjointed from yeah. the project. I'm the kind of person who likes to, I got to have my hands all in it. And that's just how I work and how I like to do it. So everything wrapped together feels really good for me. So let's talk a little bit of as you're going through your career, what led you to trying to find a way to provide comfort to people through music? What led to this thought? I was actually quit doing music in the mainstream industry for about six years. I I wasn't happy with the, I don't know. I just didn't like, I didn't like the music. I started to not like the music. I didn't like the environment. Okay. I was feeling ne heavy or negative at, at some points. Maybe that was in me. Maybe that was actually happening. I think it was probably a bit of both. And in that time, I was seeking things for my own mental health. And whether okay. that psychology, working with psychedelics, meditation, yoga, et cetera. And one of the things uh, that I researched was using sound to help focus, to help ease anxiety, help with sleep. So binaural waves, music tuned to, to 432 Hertz, things like that. So I started listening to other people's versions of that. And I was having a great effect to this. So I just started to become more and more curious and researching different types of instruments that were typically used in sound healing, crystal bowls and, and uh -huh. different types of chimes and things of this nature. And at some point just felt like I want to create something that puts all this together, all this science and all the metaphysics that I've been studying and reading about. So that's when I, embarked on creating this music and I started that with a friend of mine, Andrew, and, mm -hmm. and eventually we brought another friend in to complete this 
first body of work with us. And it, so then I started giving this out to our friends that were working in, in healing or maybe their body workers, massage, acupuncture, whatever. And then the rave reviews, they're like, this is magic. Like it just transforms the room, the space. And my, our, my clients, my patients are just so calm. They, they feel so wonderful after I said, okay, hmm, this is interesting. So <clears throat> from there, I felt like this is really powerful. It's transformative what this is. It's like really like almost medicine, if you will, in, in a vibrational form. And then again, it was something just coming through me that was feeling like people need this and this is hard to find. Yeah, there's a lot of music on YouTube, Spotify, everywhere. And there's some music like this, but I also am a believer of it's if, if your grandmother makes that dish a certain type of way and maybe someone else tries to make, maybe you try to make it, it has the same ingredients, but where's something in the magic? And I felt like I was striking some of that magic. And so I felt this is where it came to start to put this into, uh, to create more of it and put it into an app form and start to just be able to bring it out to more people, bring it out to people who have no idea what this is and, and remove all the sort of esoteric, super metaphysical artwork and stuff that might be off-putting to some people. And, and, and get it in a digestible form. Have you tried to look under the hood and figure out why this is working? Um, why the music is working? Yes. From a psychological perspective? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I, essentially, we're balancing brainwaves and, okay. and brain hemispheres. And um, that's one part of it. And if we get into the meta metaphysical part, then we're creating a perfect geometry using the sound waves. So okay. if we, we start measuring those waves on like a vector scope or, or a cymoscope, we start to see this perfect geometry. And to me, that says harmony. If we start to see some distortion, then we start, then to me, that says some disharmony. Yeah. So yeah. Those are the things. And I've done a number of tests over like with heart rate variability and cognitive function and a number of metrics like that. And they've all been in positive, very impressive results. It's, it's very interesting. Yeah. So what's next? What's <laughs> next you want to do that with this? Next is next is now. And that is getting this music out to people who need it. And that's through this app I developed called signs, like sine waves, S I N E S. And yeah, bringing that out everywhere. That's one expression of it. And of course I have my other art expressions for myself and that those have their own channels. Mm -hmm. And what the apps available, I get it wherever there is, they're available, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, signs.app. The journey should start at the website, w.signs.app. And then okay. from there, through the sign up, then you'll be led to the app store. I just have an Apple app at the moment, and we're building the Android app. But there's also a web app that works on Android now, all computers and tablets and all that. So it's mm -hmm. very accessible. And I've been working with wellness centers and corporations and airports and 
law enforcement and first responders and universities and, and just bringing this out everywhere. And people are really seeing tremendous value from it. And I, earlier today, actually, I gave a talk to about 55 people from different companies in India through, a, through an employee benefits company that services these other different companies. <clears throat> and one of the participants, I played some music during the, uh, within the talk. And one of the participants who's a, said they're a longtime meditator, they've studied uh, the Pasana meditation, which I've studied as well, which is fully silent. And if you go on the, the retreat, it's 10, 10 days minimum, no talking. Mm-hmm. 12 hours a day meditation. And this guy said, he said, your, the, your music took me to that place in two minutes. Wow. And so he got it and that was it. it it's, doing, it's doing the work for you. It's doing a lot of the heavy lifting because we're so busy. Yeah. And, and, and not everyone is gonna go like me to the forest and, and meditate with monks. For 12 hours a day it's yeah. just not some people it's just not feasible you have children and, and all types of things happening so <clears throat> to have something that can do this that we can just click a button turn on even if we're at the office i think is a tremendous uh, tool did the it, i was going to ask is this something you do actively or can this be a, you can put this in the background and move forward because exactly. it's background and just move forward. Mm-hmm. You can do both. So either, okay. either one, but that's the beauty of it where you can put it on the background, super low, you can put on a focus playlist or you can do it for sleep or just to balance. That, that's the, really the beauty of it, even in the, in a work environment mm-hmm. is that it just is creating this harmony for you at a subtle level. Okay. The, give me, if you have some other success stories, I'd love to know about it. Share a little bit. Oh, sure. With the music? Yeah. With the healing music? Sure. Yes, please. I, people have been born to the music. People have died to the music. Wow. And I'm, I'm sure there's other music people have been born to and died to as well, of course. But I do get some of those stories sometimes and it's, and then it comes with this really set, uh, the, the backdrop for us. It was really beautiful. It really helped the experience and it's, whoa, okay. Life came in and life left on this. Wow. This is profound. Children with ADHD, autism, any type of neurodivergence, elderly with dementia, Alzheimer's, I've heard incredible result across the board there people just improving their circumstances and wow people just people shedding anxiety and depression and all of that and and yeah we've, we've done a number of studies in different sectors of industry and business like i said with veterans with law enforcement uh, active military across the board, many industries and just really exceptional results overall. It's something to go to when the feeling arises, maybe someone is actively going through something, or maybe some people are actively going through anxiety or depression. It comes in waves 
or maybe there's a trauma that has been recent, or maybe it's a past trauma and this comes up and then it will take them down the day. They're able to, to hit play and move that out. So one of the things that I'm really glad you're on with me is that I often say when I'm pitching my podcast that we discuss the power and the magic of rock and roll, mm. that music is the soundtrack of our lives, that we celebrate to it, we mourn with it, is it has helped us with births, deaths, breakups, weddings. And so I, I love that. I just went to the website while you were talking. You offer a seven-day free trial. Yep. And uh, you can test it and see for it, right? That's it. Exactly. Yeah. 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 This is this, and this is a dumb question, but I'm curious. You know, this has to be something you had never thought you'd be involved in, right? This is, I, this was not on your bingo card that I'm going to create an app to help people cope their life better. <laughs> not, not until six years ago. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 It, and it just came through, but I feel like at least my life, I feel like probably most of our lives is that I'm very much about walk on the way and the way appears. Oh, I love that. Yeah. That's really nice. Um, let's talk a little bit more. You've mentioned this is something you're really looking forward. And is this kind of your focus creatively now all the way together? This is what you want? This is what your career is, your library, your, your purpose? It's one of them. Okay. It's one of them. Yeah. Still working as a producer. Okay. That's, uh, that's paying some of the app bills. Okay. Yes. <laughs> at the moment yeah because it's it's primarily a self-funded project i do have a few lovely angels and friends that have contributed but yeah also other expressions for me are me as a musical artist and other music i electronic music of different types that i yeah. really to streaming and uh, live performance of that which is it is at a technical level all healing tunings and all of that but I, I may make different sounds that may not be uh, so appropriate for um, a focused meditation or something like that. So that's me to yeah. allow me to express art. And then, and then I also create visual art as well. That is, that works with the brain and the body, but it's, it is art, but woven into it, the technology I use, uh, I work with EMDR therapy and that kind of thing. Some of that will go on the app. Other, I do show it, show that at art fairs and, and things like that. I have three to four pillars, if you will, app included that, uh, that are in my life right now. And I can't really see myself not doing any of okay. them. <laughs> yeah. What, talk about your visual art. Yeah, sure. It's, some of it is color gradient based, different types of color gradients. And then it, it's graphic art, it's digital and uh, then I have video art that, that I, I take these graphics and I animate them and the movements, I tend to move them in, let's say like a theta brainwave state pattern and speed. And then I couple that with the music. So now we have, and then I weave in this, these EMDR layers that are subliminal. So if any, 
EMDR is a stimuli that's moving back and forth at a certain brainwave pattern. And you, and as you watch, it starts to synchronize your brain hemispheres. So I put that in subliminally. So most of these are made to be like larger installations on huge LED walls that people can go and experience with spatial audio and drop into this audio visual meditation. That's an art experience, but it is balancing their brain and their body. And if someone wants to see your art more about that, where do they go? Yeah, they can go to my website and that's gregpapania.com or even easier to remember maybe is uh, echoesofstarlight.com. Okay. Either one <laughs> will take them there. Where are the echoes of starlight came from? That just came to me this year, actually. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I wanted a different artist name for, for streaming mm -hmm. and that came through and then I said, okay, I like this. I'm going to go with this for now. That's very cool. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Let's talk about what do you, it seems like there's a lot of work you do creatively that is involved with helping people and that's good. Is there anything you're doing just for you sometimes that there is a personal, I don't know if anyone else will ever like this, but I need to produce this music or do this art for me that sometimes we write for ourselves. We, I podcast for myself often, right? This is yeah. my purpose is to do yeah. this. So talk to me a little bit of that, Greg. Yeah, sure. I would say the visual art, I feel like, I feel like it's one of them. It, it crosses yeah. over. It does both. I love to create this. And then new music that I'm working on that's electronic based, more like uh, organic deep house-ish vibes, playing around with some different samples and, and things of that nature. And But again, that feels like a crossover thing where it is really very much for me, but I do feel like other people will like it. And things I've created for the app, I felt the same way. Now in certain instances of it, sometimes I feel in a service position from mixing meditations for it and doing that kind of thing. So I think that they, these things take different shapes and phases as we go through, go on the journey. But yeah, everything seems to be a crossover. I don't know that there's, I have anything at the moment that's like, behind the curtain. Okay, will. nothing wrong with that, Greg. Yeah, but I know what you're talking about. Yes, yeah, sometimes. How about is there, when are there artists that you go to now sometimes because you just want to enjoy the music, whether it's like in my case, Bruce Springsteen or Jason Isbell yeah, or someone. Or yeah, talk to me a little bit about when you become the fan and you're not listening necessarily as a professional or someone for work or working yeah. on something for the app, is there something you pull on just because you feel like tapping your feet and nodding your head? Oh, yeah, all the time, of course. I was listening to George Michael earlier. Yeah. Just, so Somebody sent me a text a few days ago about freedom, not, yeah. not about the song, and that just clicked 
this song came. I sent them back the song. And next thing you know, I've listened to George Michael for the last two days, just going, this is great. This is amazing. Like this is, I'm dancing in here. It's uplifting. And so these these things happen. Uh, I, I listen to a lot of Fela Kuti. I don't know if you're familiar. No, tell me a little bit. Incredible uh, African artist, soul, you know, like 70s mm. kind of soul vibes. There's some yeah. other groups that are amazing out of out of New York that do this, like the Budos band. Okay. And incredible. So like a lot of horns, like 12 piece bands with all the stuff, roads, horns, all this. So that, that goes on. Then I'm always listening to some kind of like deep house, organic house. I really love Bonobo's work. I think he's a genius. It's whatever catches me. I, yeah, I, sure. I get that. Sometimes we do that. Kenny Rogers might go on. Who knows? Yeah, who knows? <laughs> so Greg, what should have asked you that I haven't? Wow. <laughs> That's like knowing what you don't know. Yes, exactly. But you know, the reason I ask this story is, I, and I, I tell this all the time, I had a guy on years ago, and after we hit end record, he said, next time, let me tell you about the time I got drunk with the E Street Band. What? <laughs> How did you not lead with that story? Just in case you and little Steven got, you've gotten a deep philosophical discussion about yoga i wanted to give you that chance to tell that story <laughs> man mm. is there anything nothing that's coming to mind at the moment <laughs> you have the biggest smile on your face though i'm glad i made you laugh. I don't know this. <laughs> yeah all right so once again tell people how to find your music and to find the app yeah sure for the app www.signs.app s-i-n-e-s and for me, gregpapania.com, or maybe easier, echoesofstarlight.com, because I won't have to spell that for people. I will include both links in the show notes. <laughs> All right, Greg, the only thing I have left is the Mary question. Yes, let's so, do that. So, yes, Jay mm -hmm. Armstrong was an honors English teacher who's now retired, but he taught in the Philadelphia area, and he would give his students the lyrics to Thunder Road mm -hmm. and then they would read it they'd study it if it was a poem and then he would ask the question at the end of the class does Mary get in the car mm -hmm. so Greg that is your question after listening to Thunder Road do you think Mary gets in the car absolutely tell me why Wow, that's a beautiful song. To me, he's really singing about, I'm not, he's not perfect, she's not perfect. Life's not perfect, but we're here. Like, it's great, let's do it, it's beautiful. And the music makes it feel like they're just riding out in the car. It feels uplifting, it feels joy, joyous to me. Yeah, one of my favorite answers is, I had a guest who said, it depends. If it's the full orchestra band, the full E Street band, she absolutely gets in the car. When Bruce does it solo, because it's a slower, she doesn't get in the car because he's a little sad driving off by himself. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Greg, this was so much fun. I really appreciate it. I'm going to check out the app and do that. I look forward to, let's stay in touch. And if anything yeah. I can do in the future to help, let me know. This is, there's a lot of pain out there in the world and, yeah. Anything you can do to make it a little better is to be applauded. Yeah. So good job, my friend. 
Uh, thank you. I appreciate it. Thanks for noticing. And I, yeah. I really appreciate you having me on the on your All show. Right. So listeners, check out the website. The link will be in the show notes, both for the app and his website. And I hope everyone remember to be safe, be kind, and we'll talk to you soon. Goodbye. I'm about to name some people who help me keep this podcast going. They are the wonderful members of my Patreon group. I appreciate each of them. You can learn how to be a patron by going to patreon.com, look for Set Lusting Bruce, and for as little as $5 a month, you can support the podcast and get access to unedited episodes. And as little a dollar a month, you get a handwritten thank you note from me and a shout out at least once a month thanking you in an episode. So, Sean, David and Jennifer, Jeff, Sylvan, Liz, Yetta, Steve, Coach Randy, Rob, Bella, John, Betsy, Levi, Liz, Stephen, and Steve, Dale, Terry, Chris, and Mary. All of you are amazing, and thank you for being part of this wonderful group. You know I love you. You just heard the fun talking, hard rocking, music loving, album ranking, fan thinking, joy spreading, lyric reading, story sharing podcast that is the one, the only, said Listing Bruce. The theme for Set Lusting Bruce was written by David Rosen, used by permission. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.